I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Sports Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. Got it for three. Cougars by 20. Every Saturday, all year long. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans. For Cougar fans. It's Cougar Sports Saturday. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Maillante. On your legacy home of BYU Sports. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back in. It's Cougar Sports Saturday, a bye week for football. That's not going to stop us from talking to me. Oh, sir. And we, I think we need to touch on what happened on the blue turf last week, too, because that was significant, and we haven't had a chance to really break that down. Even though it's old news, I think we should hit on that. But before we get to that, we want to start our giveaway. We're giving away – look, this is the first giveaway we've done on Cougar Sports Saturday in a long time. We're stoked about it. We have some Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie tickets. The movie is taking place Monday night at Jordan Commons. We have 12 tickets to give away. We're going to group them in fours. So we, we'll, we'll take three winners. And Mitch, how can those driving around listening who maybe want to have a, a family night at Black Panther, how can they win these uh, Sets of tickets. They can text us uh, five seven five zero zero, and I think we agreed that they're going to text in their favorite BYU football play from this Boise State. Game. Yes, yes, t- t- yeah, because it was a, it was a big win, and there were some great plays. What was your favorite moment from BYU's win on the blue turf? And it could be a long time before BYU wins on the blue turf again. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Tell us what your favorite you moment qualify. was from the game. The first three people to text. We're going to reach out to you, and you will be on the list for four tickets to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever Monday night at Jordan Commons. I've heard uh, good things about this movie. 57500, and yes, you, I've heard some good things as well. I do want to see it because typically I'm not much of the Marvel guy anymore, but this one seems like it's going to be really good. So I'm, I'm interested to see this one, and you can text us at 57500 to share your uh, – 
your favorite moment from the BYU Boise State game. And that's all you got to do. That qualifies you. It can be one word. It can be 20 words, whatever you got to do. Just send in the text 57500, and that qualifies you for a chance to win those tickets to Wakanda forever, and you'll get four tickets to go to Monday night showing. My favorite moment from the game. Uh, let's break this game down a little bit, and then we'll talk about what's happening during the bye week and looking ahead to what can take place next uh, Saturday, which is senior day when Utah Tech comes to Provo. It's hard. No- oh, my. Uh, we're getting a lot of texts here. So uh, we might already have the three winners. That was quick. Hey, you know, I actually love this one. I think this is uh, winner number one. Let's let's get to it. Winner number one is thirty. texter 3221. Favorite play was the Ropati's touchdown. It's hard to argue with that. That was pretty legit. That was, I mean, it's easy to focus on uh, Puka Nakua, who I wrote as being the MVP on KSLSports.com. I mean, that was pretty obvious, right? However, Ropati, that was maybe the unsung hero-type performance of the game. And I loved how they used him, too. It was like up the gut, some screen plays. He can break tackles. Uh, 82 yeah. receiving yards for Ropati. Ropati, they they have some nice options at running back for the rest of the year, actually. Because Ropati's a guy who had fumbling issues when he had spot duty previously. But when you play like you did against Boise State with the stakes, bull eligibility on the line, and you produce like that, you, you still got to play, don't you? No no question. And I think that you know Hinkley Ropati's a guy that uh, – I remember when he came to BYU as a JUCO transfer in 2020. You know, Jeff Grimes said in that preseason press conference that Hinkley Rapati is going to be a guy to the point where it seemed like he was going to be the primary backup to Tyler Algier, and then he suffered that ACL injury in fall camp, and he was never heard from again. And he comes in out of nowhere against Notre Dame, and then has that one carry, and it's a fumble, and you're like, well. This guy might never see, not, might not ever see the light of day again on this BYU football team, but he gets a chance again because of all the injuries that have happened. BYU turns to its depth, and Ropati is basically what the fifth string running back, fourth string, however you slice it up. Uh, he pr- produced in a big way, and he's made a name for himself. And you know, as, as far as a ball carrier goes, he ended up with five carries for twenty eight yards, but still five point six yards per carry. You like that? That's something to build off of for a guy that. Uh, really got his first significant playing action for BYU. So I thought that was a fun story that night up on the blue. And and it's interesting, when you're around the BYU team, they all call him Falau uh, Ropati because that's his middle name and that's what he goes by. So Falau Ropati, uh, but Hinkley's is His performance his, his made me want to get a Filet Ropati <laughs> after that. That was fa- Hey, uh, also, the giveaway's over. Uh, that took uh, maybe less than one minute. Well done. Listeners. Uh, so, hey, we love that people listen, and we promise you we're going to have more giveaways. We've made it clear here that we know you BYU fans who listen to the show. You guys are loyal and true, and we're going to start hooking you up on a more frequent basis. But uh, we already have, like, over 20 text messages, so it happened fast. Here's the second winner. Texter 0748. Uh, first kickoff was there. I don't – I'm going to skip that, even though even though that, that person wins. Uh, and, and then here's and here's the last winner. 88-88. That's the, like a heck of a number. The catch. Was that your favorite moment? That was awesome. I mean, it was. Gosh, it was such a cool moment. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of weird in in the press box too. Sometimes it's just those press box environments are just so sterile, and it's just there's no emotion. 
you couldn't help but react. Like, no one's cheering per se, but it's like this audible gasp of like, he just did that. Like, how did he make that catch? It was incredible that that play. And look, Puka Nakua, this might be a hot take. I don't know how Cougar Nation feels about this. I think he's the best receiver in BYU history. I think he is, Matt. I can't go there. I think the only guy that has a that you could say is maybe better than Puka Nakua is Austin Colley. I don't need to see a guy clock in every single day for four years to know he's an incredible elite talent. Puka Nakua, really the first sample size of him being fully healthy, that guy just dominated a football game and was outstanding. You know, the bummer, the downside to him having as great of a game as he did, he probably is moving on to the NFL because up until that game, and up until probably the Liberty game, he wasn't putting much up because of injuries. His yep. availability was not there. And But this last three weeks, he's been just outstanding. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does against Stanford and probably the bowl game. But, uh, you know, I just think Puka, as far as his talent goes, he is the best that I've ever seen at BYU. I really do. I think he's right there with Austin Colley. Those are the top two to me. And then third is, is Cody Hoffman. I just think rave reviews from Puka Naku. I think the guy is outstanding. You know what I loved about that play, too, is even though there was a – a good chance that you wouldn't have completed the, the pass. Like, a, a fade is it's actually not a high-percentage play. We, on this show in particular, had been begging for weeks to get the ball to the best players in the important situations. We ripped them in the Notre Dame final drive for not giving it to letting Jaron Hall do something or getting Puka involved. And we felt the same way in the, at the end of the East Carolina game. And in this game, it was, hey, you know what? Hall, you're going to throw a pass because you're probably our best player, and you're going to throw it to best player 1B, Puka Nakua offensively. And if and if we don't make the play, I don't think we would have come on here and ripped him for it. We would have said, hey, it's a bummer you lost, but I love that you tried to dial up Puka Nakua on a critical play. I just Those are things we had been wanting for a lot of the year, and we got them in droves in that game. And I thought that was just a big step forward. It's like, get the playmakers the football. Let Jaron do some things. Let Puka do some things. Check and check. And uh, the fact that they got a win on top of that was great. You know, it's uh, it's also been fun to see Jaron Hall run the football more again. Like, yep. In the beginning, beginning of the year where you're so cautious and wanting to keep him healthy for a full 12-game season, uh, you know, I understand not designing many runs, and they still don't. But I like that Jaron has just said, you know what, I've got to run. Because when the season's on the line and you got to earn a, a guaranteed you know, postseason bid, he had to deliver on the ground. And I thought, that, I thought that was great to see. The past two weeks he's been running more, and he just shows his athleticism. And any NFL team that gets him, you're getting a guy that he's a pass-first quarterback, but, man, he has so many intangibles when it comes – when he decides to run the football – he it feels like he he has that ability kind of like Taysom Hill where the moment he starts to run you think something special is going to happen anytime he runs and that's just always fun to watch again I always kind of hold my breath because I want him to stay healthy and play a full season and credit to him so far knock on wood he has and that's been awesome to see because Jaron um, is so critical to this BYU team and uh, hopefully they can. Uh, Finish well, the season out strong. He's going to play a whole season because he's he's not going to play the full game against Utah Tech unless things go. Matt, just let's not speak anything into existence. I'm speaking it into existence. Don't, Matt, don't he say will be that. Out after the second drive of the third quarter and preferably at halftime. He's out. Matt, 
just do do not mess with this sort of stuff. I'm not. I am a believer in these uh, these curses. I am believe. I'm What's a believer. What's the curse? Broadcaster curses, man. You just you you can't mess with that stuff. Okay. Just just don't okay, then don't play him at all because I w- <laughs> I want to see Jacob Conover. Actually, I'm, I'm just saying, Matt. I'm just we, we gotta just. There's still two weeks left. Like I don't want any <laughs> some some crazy snap under center somehow that causes a kneel down and then suddenly there's a divot in the field. I don't know. Okay, just let's just. Let's just hold off, and then at the if end of the season, there's any field malfunctions. Come on, it's a bye week. Everyone, Matt, should, everyone should be healthy. The field should be in pristine condition. There's no high school playoffs <laughs> ripping up the turf. Should be ready to go. Uh, he's going to play a full year. Sure, yeah. it's been impressive that he's been able to play. And look, they finally kind of came out and said to Aaron Roderick that those four weeks he was dealing with the shoulder. They kind of downplayed it, and rightfully so. I get it. Like you don't want to lend – you're not going to make excuses. And that's one thing about Jaron. He never makes any excuses. The guy always okay, takes accountability. But his shoulder was was bothering him that in month of October. So why did we dial up a long ball in the first play of Notre Dame? <laughs> I will never understand that, Matt. Uh, that was so confusing. I wish, I wish in that moment, because we heard in the preseason, Jaron Hall has a lot more autonomy than any quarterback that Aaron Roderick has ever had. I haven't seen it. I know. I wish there was times where Jaron would say, you know what? A-Rod, I, I see your play. I'm throwing it out. Cancel. I'm, call, I'm calling something different. Because that was what Max Hall did back in the day. You know, Max Hall so many times would check out of plays and go to something else. And I think there's just kind of a, a respect where Jaron just naturally respects his, I don't want to say elders, but just his coaches. He's not going to disrespect them. I'd sometimes like him to just say, you know what? I'm running something different. Sorry. like that. We're not doing that. Hey, my shoulder's jacked up. <laughs> we're going to hand it off to Chris Brooks here to start the game in a neutral side. <laughs> Gosh, I wish BYU could get that chance again I against know. Notre Dame. They're starting to look pretty good, too, actually. They, they are. are laying it on Navy. Yeah. Let's take the break. On the other side, let's do this. Because you and I are degenerates. <laughs> we know, I mean, you even more than me know this Sicko ro- community. You know Sicko this community. roster from one to... 200. You know them all. Let's get to a few guys that we want to see next week against Utah Tech because we know this week at practice there's an emphasis on fundamentals and getting some young guys prepared to possibly play. Let's get to some guys we're looking forward to see next Saturday. We'll do that next. Scooter Sports Saturday right here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.